This episode of Important of True is brought to you by Warby Parker prescription eyeglasses and sunglasses. Uh, sent to your home um, with a free trial of... <laughs> Uh, free trial. <laughs> five frames sent to your home for five, free. Uh, five, for five frames. <laughs> and if you go to warbyparkertrial.com slash thumbs, get your home try on today. Well, I also got a flu shot yesterday and I just uh, have like 10% of the flu, you know? Mm-hmm. You ever get that? It's great. Too bad you weren't injected with sick muscles. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, he was. He was just the different meaning. Yeah. Just sick. He's got sick muscles. I got sick. His ill muscles. Mm. Still got stupid muscles. He's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> It's the 23rd of November, 2017. And this is Important If True. For Idle Thumbs, I am Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. I'm Jake Rodkin. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey, that's uh, the oh, day. If the, you, if you that's live That's the here. day of the release of this podcast, anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Happy that. Hope you're all fat and asleep and stuff. Yeah. Classic Thanksgiving greetings. Yeah. It's the good holiday. Mm, it's you fine. don't think so? It's fine. Wait, what do you mean? It's fine. What do you mean it's fine? <laughs> Whoa! I mean, what the, I say. The prosecutor has stepped forward. No, what mean, do you mean? It's fine. No, I. I better be better than fine by the end of this. I podcast, like. I like you. that it's a holiday in which you basically do nothing but eat a giant meal. Mm. Yeah. But um, as someone who, this is a, so for some people, this is this is a, <clears throat> sh- a shitty complaint to air uh-huh. because it's the opposite of the problem that many people have, which is that yeah. I, for my entire life, yeah. have lived within m- minutes driving of my family yeah so every thanksgiving it's just like all right bye kiss four Mm -hmm. days goodbye Uh, basically just like infinite it's a holiday that i would love to enjoy in different contexts but i will not ever be able to that's me as of last year i broke free i got married and that was the thing that allowed me to like Mm. yeah but see doesn't this complaint doesn't this complaint also sound shitty just like finally, I was able to yeah. not celebrate this holiday we of coming both, together with your family with family for different reasons. Yeah, um, no, it's just just so we're terrible. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, everyone listening can enjoy Thanksgiving in the way that is most pleasing to them. I just like that it's a secular holiday that is about giving thanks for things and enjoying a meal and stuff. Mm. Uh, it's, it's like that's the cheesiest thing, but I like I like that that's what the point of the holiday is don't yeah. dig too deep into the thanksgiving lore though because it'll probably become no, bad no, no, no 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 it reflects also a lot you know it's also <laughs> obviously it's a lot of just terrible shit uh so <laughs> are there any holidays but, that aren't actually about terrible shit well it depends on your religious beliefs i guess yeah, no, no. I mean, I guess it's sort of inevitably the answer is no because even if it wasn't in the first place a an industrial complex will basically form up around it to turn it into something incredibly, incredibly good and, and <laughs> the best. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jake, you have something to give thanks for, for yeah. sure. <laughs> ah, I also don't know if I agree with that, with that uh, assessment, <laughs> but I will tell, I will tell the tale of, of a, of a thing that I bought. Mm hmm. It's it's a this is a tragedy by the way just spo- mm-hmm. yeah. spoiler alert. this is not a comedy it's no, it's it true. is also that <clears throat> um no it ends in a death not a wedding so it's a tragedy um, <laughs> I decided that it would be a really good idea to order a 1980s stained glass Pizza Hut lamp uh, for the office we have a Mame cabinet we have like an old you know an arcade cabinet like a cocktail it's, like, it's the cocktail style one with the glass top that you can sit down at and it's like oh let's see, it would be really funny to buy a Pizza Hut light if one exists and hang it from the ceiling down over that. You know, I thought that would create a nice, really sort of classy atmosphere for the office. Uh, I found one on eBay and yeah. I paid... Describe this because I don't, okay. I wouldn't have known... Th- okay. Oh, really? I, I, no, no, I know it by sight, <clears throat> but I wouldn't have... Uh, mm. Had okay. I not seen a picture, well, I wouldn't have understood. If, if you grew up in a place with a Pizza Hut in the 80s or early 90s, a Pizza Hut, uh, which is a just chain pizza parlor, it was... Sorry, the actual phrase pizza parlor applied to Pizza Hut far more in the 80s and early 90s than it does now. Where <laughs> yeah. Modern Pizza Hut is basically just a Taco Bell that serves pizza. Right. But yeah. in its in its heyday, in the, in the sort of golden mm-hmm. years of Pizza Hut, mm-hmm. it was a lot more of a chain attempting to, attempting to be sort of a mom and pop style 
old timey pizza parlor where it was right. like big wood booths and I don't think I ever experienced like, I don't know that if I've actually been to a pizza they, all, all of the glasses oh, were I think they were intended to look like they were glass but they were plastic sort of mm-hmm. mottled red color and oh, then above yeah, all sure. the booths were stained glass lamps yep. that uh, made of like red and white sort of checkerboard and sort of abstract shapes and then the words Pizza Hut wrapped around the entire thing in stained glass so it was a gross yeah. thing yeah uh but it, you know, it's a certain, it's a specific aesthetic that is now gone. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, it goes well with with arcade machines. When you think of like '80s pizza parlors. Oh yeah, sure. that was like Definitely. my local arcade. Basically, that was the only time I ever played an arcade game was going to a pizza. Yeah. 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 Or like a round table of that era was yeah. similar. Mine mm. were mine were either going to the movie theater or going to the doctor's office. Mm. The doctor's office, in fact, <clears> had <throat> one of those cocktail style table ones. And oh nice. Had a double duty Pac Man and Galaga. Oh, sweet. Machine. Oh. I thought Galaga was so cool. That was like the advanced one. I remember thinking, Pac-Man, this is like old and mm-hmm. boring. But Galaga. But Galaga is advanced. <laughs> it is, Galaga it is. felt like a high-tech video game to it, me. It was. It had yeah. so many more moving aliens. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I found one for the low, 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 obscenely high price of $225 <laughs> uh, on eBay, and so I bought it. So this is it. the like octagonal... Right, it's like oh no, it's round. Oh, it's round. Oh, it's round. Okay, it's, round it's, stained glass. It's round stained glass Pizza yeah. Hut uh, sign. You know, like it's got that stupid gold cord and a gold chain coming out of the top, so you yeah. can hang it. You know, and then eventually, hopefully, it, were you in a real Pizza Hut, it puts some like plastic ivy around the top or whatever. Yeah. I imagine. <laughs> I'm sure. Right. Uh, a- anyway, I I had been excited excited for this Pizza Hut lamp for like two weeks, just waiting for it to show up. Yeah. Uh, and I got many updates from the guy that were like from the guy on eBay who from whom I bought it, saying you know oh gee sorry I haven't I haven't had a chance to go to the post office yet I've been running a lot of errands or whatever. This is a guy who I think got these lamps because he works in demolition and demolished an old Pizza Hut in Kentucky that hadn't been renovated. So that's how he was able to get nah. these lamps. As he yeah. demoed an old strip mall somewhere and was like. Someone, some idiot will pay two hundred dollars for the Pizza Hut lamp. <laughs> some idiot, and I did. was like, "Buy it now!" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there was a long back and forth where I was waiting for this stupid thing to show up, um, and then it finally did, and I was really excited. Yeah, I was really excited that I was going to get. Yeah, my you weren't sp- in the office, and our office manager was like, "It's here," and had a right. Wasn't that the case? Or no, you were here, I guess. Oh no, people! I got I got texts all over that Slack channel yeah. saying your Pizza Hut lamp is yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, you weren't. Here, I broadcast yeah. very proudly that I bought a Pizza Hut lamp. Yeah. Anyway, I went out to the lobby of our office building to pick up this box, and uh, when I picked it up, it made a slight clinking sound, and I went, eh, "Well, that's probably just like the chain hitting the right. hitting the lamp." Uh, and then when I set it down on the kitchen counter. Uh, a piece of red and white glass fell out of the corner of the box, and it was like that. <laughs> a pretty unmistakable almond. Yeah, just like this is everything about this is bad. Yeah. But maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's maybe not. It's just like I can glue the one piece on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I opened the box. Uh, you know, honestly, it was so <laughs> shocking what a fucking nightmare was inside that box that I think that I actually only looked at it for like seven seconds and then took a picture. Because I think if I had looked at it longer, I would have died. Yeah. Well, link your tweet yeah, in the description. It's a fucking it's nightmare <laughs> inside of that box. It's a miracle. Yeah. you got to describe okay. that, the so, contents. So you're, you're, inside yeah. this box... Obviously, the Pizza Hut lamp is just <laughs> fucking totally smashed destroyed. to shit. Just destroyed. It looks like the guy before shipping it like <laughs> saw something online that pissed him off, and then he just <laughs> dunked the Pizza Hut lamp into the box, uh, and then... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's surrounded by like seven full <laughs> rolls of paper towels. <laughs> That's the but he says full rolls. He yeah. means intact. Yes, yeah, yes. Not, yeah. It's like it's like uh, someone went and just bought like bought, yeah. the, bought the like eight pack, bought the eight pack like Safeway <laughs> brand, uh, stripped the plastic wrapping off, and then just also threw those into the box <laughs> on top of the lamp angrily. Further crushing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure the in the intent was a very misguided attempt to sort of use them as like packing tubes or something. Yeah, but like but they're like, completely dense because they're tightly bound. Yeah, they're factory wrapped still, so oh, it had the opposite God. effect, which is just basically. 
I think that this Pizza Hut lamp was put in a box with a bunch of cylindrical rocks. A pile of pieces of a Pizza Hut lamp buried underneath another well, it, pile. Of it looked it looked like an insane archaeological excavation where you're like, oh, these are like the pylons of some great culture, like buried in a desert of Pizza Hut yeah. uh, glass yeah, sand, right. yeah. like these paper towel tubes just coming up, and then there was just a couple of little fragments of cord and weirdly like to make it look disgusting, a green plastic yeah. grocery store bag. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The pieces are inside of a green plastic bag, which is like, how could he even? <laughs> it's it, it, it's it, a fucking magic trick. It's it was just the most like I opened it and just it, it, it just felt like looking at despair, <laughs> yeah. and then I had to just close it. Not after, I has I laughed at it and I took pictures of it, but then I sort of just closed it, and the word spread because you tweeted <clears> about it, and we like talked about it on Slack and other people who are like tangentially related to us. It turned into a fucking us. sitcom episode. Yeah. It was like an episode We'd of Friends like or something where it was in it was, the office yeah. and someone would, who we know would like saunter through the front door and be like, uh, how about that lamp? Sorry about oh. that lamp, man. Yeah. <laughs> one, yeah. One person walked in, uh, our friend Zach, and just and said, you know, oh man, sorry about that lamp. And they said, but I mean, only an idiot would buy a Pizza Hut lamp. <laughs> and then he just walked away. And then, yeah, our friend Kevin walked in. And yeah, just he, just before even saying hi, just went, sorry about the lamp, man. It was yeah. totally, our office was yeah. the set of a 90s sitcom, and it was the episode where the lamp broke. Yep. The, the capper on this is that the person who sold it, since they demoed a Pizza Hut and had a bunch of these, said, oh, I'll send you a new one. Oh, yeah. And, oh, my God. And yeah. Chris has been obsessed with yeah. how we're going to have two broken Pizza Hut lamps. I have new news about this. What? This guy makes cross-country trips in his vehicle, and I'm going to meet him in person and pick up the, oh, and pick up wow. the lamp in Sacramento. Mm, I didn't know this. You're going to drive out to Sacramento for this? Yeah, why would I not? <laughs> when, are you, when are you meeting him? I don't know. Mm. I hope that it's like in the rain and we meet in an abandoned gas station mm. like that scene in Zodiac. What if he hands it to what me and he, it's smashed? What if he, yeah, what what if if he kills like, oh, me? I got it for you. <laughs> reach out, he reach, reaches into his trunk of his car and just gives you a green plastic bag <laughs> full, full of lamp parts. <laughs> I don't know why I wanted to get a Pizza Hut lamp anymore, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what this podcast is about for anyone new to the show. Yeah, this is what we talk about, I guess. Uh, actually, the thing that everyone wants us to talk mm. about, because it's been relentless, um, we haven't actually talked about robots in a while. And there seems to have accrued <laughs> in recent weeks and months a critical mass of new robot research and development. Culminating this week, I think, mm. actually. No, I think you're right. This is this is pretty new. Uh, there are new these are are these both these are both Boston Dynamics? Yeah. Yeah. There's Spot Mini and mm-hmm. Atlas. Two new, I would say, evolutionary but significant evolutionary improvements on classic Boston Dynamics, yeah, I think autonomous like, At- robots. Atlas has been around for a while, and Spot Mini is just, is a variation of one of their other. Things. Like a big dog, yeah. yeah. Boston Dynamics, they're the people who, I guess, the now Google owned or now Alphabet owned. No, they sold them no? to they, SoftBank. Oh, yeah, to what? To SoftBank, the Japanese. Oh, the Japanese uh, bank banking corporation. Yeah, Weird. yeah, they were a Google <clears throat> company for a minute. Yeah, and yeah, for a couple Bo- years. Yeah, Boston Dynamics makes crazy futuristic autonomous robots. And like the first one that they got in the news for was the was Big Dog, which was the sort of robotic pack mule thing that yeah, with uh, it just looked like a nightmare version of a horse that had a bunch of and sounded like a swarm of and bees. sounded, sounded like yeah. a swarm of bees and you could k- try to kick it over. Apparently, the, they did military tests with those iterations of them and they sounded too much like a swarm of bees, <laughs> so they're not used. Uh, yeah, surprise. but yeah, they. they I think Boston Dynamics mostly for a long time was funded by DARPA contracts, but then, yeah, yeah, they got bought by Google as part of Google X, their, like, future tech group, and now they're owned by a Japanese bank. (laughs) That seems fine. (laughs) They're owned by a company whose name is getting as close as we can to Cyberdyne Systems without it Mm. being of just Mm -hmm. SoftBank Corporation. It's Mm -hmm. fine. What do you make? Mm, Oh, you know. A variety. So you're like a bank. Well, not exactly. <laughs> their latest stuff. I mean, the the thing the Boston Dynamics has their their like decade long uh, iterative process with these robots has been a very good example of sort of like of of the amount of space available to rationalize what they're doing as not totally terrifying. 
reduces with time. With the first ones, you're like, oh, right, those robots yeah. sound like bees, and they've got Hilarious. huge like monitoring cables and power sources yeah, coming off of yeah. them. They're just like far. stuck in a lab. And then you're like, oh, well. And it's like just a four-legged thing. It doesn't even look like a person. And they're like, oh, yeah. well, that one looks like a guy. Yeah, uh, pet, pet but I mean, man. Yeah, Petman looks like a guy, but he's just like- Just your he's, friendly pet. Yeah, he's, just, he's, he's a pet. He's, it's he's, fine. He's got these huge cables. Yeah, he's loud. He's got, he's got huge cords on him. Like He just doesn't move well. Then you're like, okay, well, the cords aren't on the, on this next one. Uh, but I mean, it's still like- also, Oh, also, fuck, I did a backflip. Oh, shit. Oh, I broke the fucking hills. Did you find out from being named- Pet man to Atlas, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The, the, just sounds uh, like the, a mech or something. The, the, yeah. It just sounds like a fucking godlike like, man yeah. who supports the world on his yeah. shoulders. Yeah, yeah. The new, the new Atlas videos. Well, the th- the thing uh, about this spot mini video and this new Atlas video that's interesting to me is that these things look so much more like production ready models than the previous ones. Oh yeah, ones. yeah. they've yeah. got that molded. They have like molded exterior. actual designed finishing, and yeah, all of the sort of debug hardware is either disconnected or has been min- uh, miniaturized and packed deeper inside. Like Atlas still is built like wrong anatomically to be a human. Like Atlas. Yeah, but he reads as human. Yeah, Atlas looks like a person with a backpack that then is sort of ingrained into them. Like it looks like if you made a human entirely out of prosthetic limbs, mm. right? It mm-hmm. looks like what Atlas looks like. But yeah, also now Atlas can jump up and down on boxes and do a fucking backflip. Yeah, and then celebrate. And then celebrate. Yeah. That video that ends with the backflip is so crazy. The the thing about it that is both good and bad is that the video ends with an outtake where Atlas tries to do the backflip, stumbles, yeah. and then falls over a box. But it does that not is- look like a robot. Fucking up. It looks like no, a person. Yeah. No, it even looks in like, the, it even looks in like the, you're a vine of your friend yeah. trying to do the backflip yeah. and then this falling over into a box. Definitely back at it again at the yeah. Crispy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, if mm, if Atlas. Boston Dynamics really knew, I mean, they, oh my god, they're already Boston Dynamics for a company that yeah. makes robots that are going to basically become. They're going to start murdering humans in a decade. Sure, yeah. They are very. Uh, in tune with what a good meme is, though. Like they're yeah. they are well, viral see, meme lords. Yeah. Yeah. Even the the fuck up at the end of the video <clears throat> that is classic Boston Dynamics. That is the most classic. Like ah, but they're totally relatable and funny. Mm-hmm. Like that, it's the thing that totally allows you to feel some. You know, like when they when the when the guy kicks the robot and the robot sort of scrambles around on the ice and you sort of feel bad for it for a right. second because the guy that moment seems so in control. That and moment the robot of, is like oh yeah. poor robot. The big dog getting kicked over in that very first Big Dog video is the reason that Boston Dynamics is a successful company, I think. And I think they realized that because you're seeing that robot getting kicked over obviously is a demonstration of its abilities to recover in complex circumstances. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you have a tiny pang of empathy for that thing because it looks like a living creature when that happens. Like that one-two punch of like, wow, this is amazing technologically. And also, I think that I have an an emotional response that isn't just rejecting it out of hand as a machine. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's two-pronged as well because you have that and then you also, it also sort of, the, what comes along with that is, oh, if this thing's not, like, superhuman, it still like, stumbles. and Right. So, mm-hmm. But no, I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Just look how far they've come in a year. I mean, yeah. the, the the robot, at the, the Atlas falling off the box at the end of this latest video, that's not like, oh, yeah, these things will never be as good as right. a human. That's just... We kept doing this until it doesn't fall off the box anymore. Right. Also, right, yeah. next year you're going to see uh, an atlas that basically can wall jump between two walls like Super Mario, like a thing that no <laughs> right, human can. Yeah. And then at the end he'll fall yeah, like he'll Super fall Mario, and you're like, yeah, oh, like, oh, he oh, fell. Oh, but then you're like, oh, wait a minute, this is actually just like a special <laughs> yeah. effect, but it's a real yeah. thing. Already, so, I mean, here's the thing: already, most humans can't do a standing backflip off a box and land on. <laughs> but their feet. all atlases so, like, can. So like the fact that the fact that it fell over one time is like ah. Not so. What? I can't even get far enough to fall off right. the box when I, can't, I do a standing backflip. I can't, I can't like, do a already. standing jump up the three foot high right. one that it does <laughs> at the beginning of the video. Right. Yeah. Uh, the other one that they showed was Spot Mini, mm-hmm. which looks like an extremely streamlined evolution of the big dog. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. like a little four legged. It's like a little leopard or something. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it it moves around. It moves around like a. Like a dog, basically. Yeah. I mean, like the it, and it has a flat back, which implies that it will either be used for sneaking around or for carrying, carrying stuff. stuff. But the way that it works with the in the video, this one was like, I didn't know what to do with my reaction to this one because that thing was basically the size where it could be a toy. Like it could be a big Ibo, which is the Sony yeah, dog right. toy. But like it walks by, then it like quote unquote sees the camera and sort of puts its head up in it yeah. like it's sort of sniffing it like what a dog would in do that animalistic curiosity yeah and then it sort of wiggles around and walks away 
And all that I could think after watching that and the Atlas video was I kind of genuinely hope that Boston Dynamics can get a permit to actually just have an Atlas and a Spot Junior walk down a city street somewhere for, for <laughs> oh a couple God. days. Like just, oh, my God. Just, yeah, it's like an art To study the reaction. Yeah, yeah, they should stop. Now that they're no like longer the like, cars. Now that they're no longer a Google like, subsidiary funded by DARPA, they should get some NEA, some National Endowment for the Arts funding it would be, to have Atlas and Spot Minis. It would be minis. so fascinating. Oh, I mean, if that was, if now you, that it's owned by a Japanese company, it'll just be at the Olympics probably, right? I mean, it's going to be yeah, walking totally. around at the Olympics just yeah. telling you like where to go but and like, then like yeah. doing backflips and like jousting or whatever. That, you know, yeah, I'll be doing like, whatever the sport is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah ha- just having Atlas sitting down at a coffee shop, Better like than the human competitors, thumbing through an iPhone with Spot Mini on a leash, then like paying, getting up, walking Spot Mini to the dog park, taking the leash off, and then just like waving to a couple people, and yeah. then getting in a car and going home. <clears throat> yeah, which it drives obviously is the secret <laughs> reveal. It gets in, it gets into the surprise revealed Tesla Roadster too, and drives away at three thousand miles an hour. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah. Just watching never people, comes back. Yeah. because you you see things like these in theme parks, but they're mm. not a- ever actually fully autonomous either. Like both both in all meanings, like they can't like you know. There's like weird theme park characters in theme parks that act inside of regular human, like alongside people, but it's never a robot that can also just get up and walk away, and you have no idea if right. it has a handler or if there's a guy in there or what the fuck it is. I know that what I'm proposing is actually probably terrible uh, in terms of just getting people acclimated to hang out near a robot, but these two videos were so close to sort of living, feeling behavior that I would just be really curious to see if you could actually get them to endear themselves to people by just being sort of innocuously placed in society and occasionally just regard you in a friendly manner and then go along their business. What would that actually, How? what would it do? I wonder if they're past the threshold of your brain instantly rejecting them. Is what I don't I'm know. I, th- I was thinking about this they're because they're really close right now. I was thinking about that that general kind of thing because of what happened recently, where Saudi Arabia granted citizenship to that robot so- named Sophia. Yeah, mm. w- which is unlike these, designed to you know look much more like a human being. I mean, yeah, they intentionally left the back of her head unskinned. It's like an ex machina so, human. Yeah, it's basically. like a total ex machina person. Um and I was thinking about that. Like I don't really even know if Sophia is like a particularly advanced version of a robot, but the fact that they give her a sort of synthetic skin human face allows us to even remotely consider, oh, should this robot have citizenship? Obviously, the answer is no. But whatever, <laughs> one country gave that to her anyway. Think, yeah. Because I was thinking, like, she isn't any different in terms of her sort of cognitive abilities than just a cube of metal with the exact same software inside of it that just has a speaker on it, mm-hmm. right? That is, I like, presumably you could put all of the same functions she has except for maybe walking around into just, or even that, just into a robot with wheels, a box with wheels on it and a speaker and some microphones. And like, you wouldn't ever give that citizenship, but why not? It's the exact same So thing. C-3PO has citizenship, but R2-D2 does not. In I, I would, yeah, I would argue even in, even in Star Wars, we see C-3PO yeah. as more no, human yeah. than R2-D2. And R2-D2 was chosen to speak in, like, bleep-bloop language, even though there's no, absolutely no reason. He couldn't have just a speaker God, if you just if you robot went, body. If you went into Star just, Wars and just edited it so that it was completely reversed every time. Every time C-3PO yeah. does something, he just makes bleep-bloops, but then there's just a weird human voice coming out of R2-D2. Like, <laughs> R2-D2 just like... Oh, I'm, I'm fucking trying, okay? I'm trying. I'm getting the thing out of the yeah. computer. You can't do this. And then C-3PO just goes... Like, uh, yeah. yeah, I think... Why do they talk would... to you? <laughs> I think about this shit a lot because Luke, like, understands what R2-D2 says mm-hmm. and responds to him. And R2-D2 is just like, bleep, bloop, bleep. So he's clearly a fully yeah. functioning, like, sentient being of some sort... With emotions, it's quite clear because he like fucks around with C-3PO all the time. 
uh, in a way that clearly is like they're like passive aggressive friends. But no one, there's no, but it's like so. there's this implicit understanding that R2D2 is basically a toy. He's essentially yeah. just like a sort of mechanically inclined toy who toddles around and sometimes makes like flight calculations. Just like, I mean, Spot Mini actually is the first sentient Boston Dynamics robot that has like awareness, but we'll never know that because it looks like a dog. Right. Whereas yeah. Atlas, just like all Atlas's job really is, is to walk Spot Mini. Yeah. <laughs> but even when I think about this, I can't get my brain past the sort of humanoid like bias. I I, really? You think that if if Spot hmm. Mini, that stupid yellow dog robot, walked up to you and just started having a really meaningful conversation <laughs> with you about its existence? Well, okay. And then it was like, I think that I actually deserve rights as a sentient being in this country. How? Well, okay, that would be fucked up, and I would feel really. And then, weird and about then it. Atlas, but, also- but with like a perfect human face, walks up and just like goes, <laughs> <laughs> and then hands you that uh, it, it's been granted citizenship. Yeah, it just, it just slashes its, uh, its yeah. driver's license. It's, like, it's got a green card, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it just goes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and spot like, what like, a conundrum! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <laughs> but I feel like the Star Wars example is really like gives credence to what I'm talking about. I feel like this is the thing. Does I'm- it matter if it's the version of R2D2 that can fly? Like if it could fly? <laughs> <laughs> Are you more into it? You know, I don't know. That, I don't know. That's a good mm. point. The little little booster. Yeah, if it can see you at eye level, is that better? <laughs> it just hovers up to you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. R2, R2-D2 hovers up to you three feet off the ground and then delivers C-3PO lines into your face. <laughs> Creepy. R2, yeah, floats three feet up and just goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then just leaves again. You listening to Ryan Johnson? <laughs> he already thought of this, dude. That guy's real smart. That's true. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what a strange thing that would be. Sorry, just a tiny Star Wars thing. If Ryan Johnson was like, ah, you know, I'm going to bring back R2-D2 flying. I thought that George Lucas got that one thing right in episode three. <laughs> and he talks now, too. He just yeah. talks <laughs> I'm also voicing it. What a weird God! <laughs> Voiced by Ryan Johnson. Yeah. This is my self-insert character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ryan Johnson, director of Star Wars: <laughs> The Last Jedi. Please join me on this interactive experience. Nice to meet you. <laughs> God, and then C3PO. Just, I, I don't know what he's saying. I don't know what that is. <laughs> he, this scene. Not, this scene he, contains many practical draw. elements. Ignore him, Master Luke. <laughs> God, the idea of, <laughs> of R2-D2 coming back and seeing Luke Skywalker the, for the first time. <laughs> hey, Luke. Well, that's, sorry. Good to see you again. That's completely out of control. But uh, in the in the Star Trek The Next Generation movies, they had the Data, the android, mm-hmm. who yeah. was unable to like experience human emotions, and he couldn't use contractions and all this whatever. But at some point in one of the movies- I love that that's the thing that he can't do. I yeah. know. But whatever. Anyway, go in ahead. In one of the movies, uh, someone finally- gives him or I think he's from one of the old episodes he's had like a chip from his creator that if he put in him he would be able to experience emotions and he does it so that the actor can just start going nuts uh-huh. and be wacky but I really like the complete insane <laughs> idea that R2-D2 sees Luke Skywalker for the first time in 30 years and Luke's like dude I fucking did it I did it I, you can talk now I've, I've been sitting out here on this rock and like oh man I'm so glad you showed up you got my message of where I'm located and I sent that to you because I've imbued you with the power of speech uh, and then surprise reveal on the credits with Danny DeVito like yeah, yeah 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 I've given you access to the pop culture of every uh, sentient universe and then he puts that chip into R2-D2 and he starts just immediately like what, blasting then, James Brown music and stuff, <laughs> like spinning around, blasting uh, 80s jams and stuff. Yeah. Oh, he plugs it in, then R2-D2 just goes, hello, baby. <laughs> like, oh, what is this? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and this is why Ryan Johnson has been given his own new three-film uh, yeah, three yeah, yeah, trilogy yeah. to expand on, I'm pretty sure, is what's yeah, happening there. that's certainly the case. Uh, let's take a break. There's a reason this is called The Last Jedi. <laughs> this has to end. You've gone too far. Said, <laughs> I wonder if R two D 2s pop cultural awareness would extend to early two thousand Star Wars marketing. <laughs> I don't know if why. He'd be like Yoda, man, Yoda. <laughs> and then Yoda says he would say Yoda, dumb man. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> oh, sorry, Yoda. <laughs> Imagine how horrible it would be if they revealed that R two D two was voiced and he was voiced by Johnny Depp. Oh. <laughs> Christ. (laughs) That's so, like, not even that far from a possible reality. 
How does Johnny Depp still show up in everything? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. Who brought us this week's podcast, Chris? This episode of Important of Truth is brought to you by Warby Parker. Prescription eyeglasses and sunglasses. And if you go to warbyparkertrial.com slash thumbs, you can get five frames sent to your home to try on for five days for free. Nick Brecken. Yeah. I heard just moments ago Mm. that you are actually, as we speak, waiting for the arrival of five frames. I am. I am. I picked them out. Yeah. It was, how was your how was your browsing experience? It was very uh, very interesting. I had to figure out what my face shape was. Oh, that's right. They have they sort of give you. They're like, oh, are you like a square face yeah. or like a triangle face or like an oval face? <laughs> I, I think th- I'm like a heart. Mat. I think I'm a heart eyes cat. Yeah, and then it yeah. filters them all out for you. Yeah, so you don't look like an idiot. I mean, you can also bypass that filter if you yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll bring my frames in for another. Uh, uh, oh yeah. Well, you too could could try on some frames and then get your brand new eyeglasses or sunglasses with your prescription. That's really easy, by the way. Too, you probably haven't done this yet, but all you have to do is take a picture of your prescription mm. and just send, you, nice. You just. There's a form, and you just put it in there, and they do it. If you go to warbyparkertrial.com slash thumbs, you can get your own five frames. Try them on, just like Nick Brecken's about to, and like I did recently. Warbyparkertrial.com slash thumbs. This episode of Important If True is also brought to you by Grammarly. What is Grammarly? Grammarly. New ad. Is a browser extension. You can, yeah, and it... <laughs> It huh? sits. It sits in your browser. Again, <laughs> uh, a browser extension. Mm. You install it on your browser, and it sits mm. there, and it watches what you're typing, uh-huh. and then makes uh-huh. uh, grammatical suggestions. Mm. Uh, it, it does the like underline thing that spell check does, except it also does it for grammar, mm. not just spelling. So if you mm. use the then wrong, sort of like thought policing, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, if you use the wrong version of a homophone, for instance, the wrong there instead mm-hmm. of there, uh, it'll it'll point that out. So you can if or you, sort of like politically unsound <laughs> thought expression. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be fantastic, though. Not the part about about. Uh, political thought policing but if it's just like really looks like you're writing a death threat there buddy <laughs> just couldn't help but notice <laughs> that's that's what it is yeah uh it's not that at least not yet uh but what what happens if you go to getgrammarly.com slash thumbs you can install this browser extension and then it just hangs out and uh helps your uh writing be a little bit more bulletproof from a grammar perspective and it's probably learning too yeah you can you it's can getting both, better at mimicking you, human speech exactly exactly you can improve your own grammar and probably teach probably a teach. neural network how to understand human beings <laughs> better so that they too can one day earn their own citizenship from a variety of countries i mean i don't know if that's what grammarly is doing secretly in the background but maybe it is but no in the idea. meantime, all I care about is the benefits to me. Yeah, write a better email or to something. Me. To me, to me, to me. <laughs> uh, sorry, that's grammatically incorrect. Or, or <laughs> it's like uh, weird that it doesn't have the underline. Aha, uh-huh, interesting that it, that it understands and approves of that method, that pattern of speech. Uh, if you go to getgrammarly.com/thumbs, you can try out this browser extension. It's free. It's free to try out. Uh, free to use as long as you want. Actually, I've been using it uh, on my own computer. Uh, that is getgrammarly.com slash thumbs. We'll check in with Chris's brain and see how it's been reformed <laughs> by his relationship with grammar- Grammarly. Are we back? Oh, yeah. Shall we come back? Sure, we're back. Are we back? Yeah. Shall we come back? It's just like the most passive-aggressive. Uh, <laughs> shall we come back, you guys? <laughs> wow, looks like no one's coming back. Oh, wow. I really think. So great. <sighs> yeah. Doesn't this break seem like it's been a little long, you guys? <laughs> I declare that we are back. All right. Uh, what? Fine. Sure. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Great. We're back. Um, Georgia O'Carolyn writes, <clears throat> it's happening. Stay genetically spicy. <laughs> and she links to an article from the New Scientist, uh, incredibly headlined, biohackers are using CRISPR on their DNA and we can't stop it. Uh, here's a little little excerpt from the article. It says, Gene editing is entering the mainstream. 
CRISPR, a uh, cheap and easy technique for making precise changes to DNA, has got researchers around the world racing to trial its use in treating a host of human diseases. But this race is not confined to the lab. Last month, Josiah Zayner, a biochemist who once biochemist who once worked for NASA, chemist became <laughs> became the first person known to have edited his own genes with cr- <laughs> fuck you CRISPR. <laughs> During a lecture about human genetic engineering streamed live on Facebook, Zayner whipped out a vial and syringe and injected himself. Now mm. following in his footsteps, other biohackers are getting ready to take the plunge and tinker with their own genes. This was sent in by Georgia O'Carroll. The world! The world! Oh, my God. I mean, I think we all watched this video, right? Uh, yeah. I think you watched more of it than I did. Yeah. I didn't really watch it. Yeah. I only watched the part where mm. he injected himself with. I mean, so the stuff that he injected himself with, apparently they're already, I mean, there are pictures on the internet already that I think have circulated quite these. a bit. All right. Well, there are, there are pictures of these, like, super ripped, like, jacked farm animals that they're- <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> the, yeah. And they're, they're using CRISPR <laughs> to just, like, get- Super <laughs> ripped, <laughs> jacked <laughs> farm animals. Why? Why are we making this thing? <laughs> you gotta test it out, Chris. You gotta make a ripped pig. I, oh. So that it's so you can practice giving tattoos to really muscular people. <laughs> I can't find it. They're crazy. It's crazy. Sorry, I just searched so you, for super ripped jacked. I did. Animal. That's actually what I, I searched have for. Safe search turned on, so nothing came up. <laughs> you searched the wrong sites. Yeah. Right. You didn't have Grammarly installed. Uh, I yeah so they they inject these farm animals and you have to do like multiple injections. Uh-huh. But so he's talking about it in this video. I didn't even um, know we were <clears throat> doing gene modif the DNA modifications yeah. in real time to farm animals. Well, yeah, Chris, to if make a guy, them if a guy also is, to make them ripped. Hilarious. <laughs> Why don't we pick a more like innocuous thing? Uh, to yeah. Chris, the change answer their eye color or something. I can't understand how this disconnect is difficult to you. Sorry, <laughs> we've in, we've invented a thing that you can inject into your oh, body yeah, more meat. They just make no. It's not that, I don't think. I think it's we've invented a thing that you can probably, we think, inject into a human body that'll make it super ripped without you doing any work, but we don't want to put that into a person yet. Yeah. Okay, let's make like a ripped pig and a ripped monkey. Hopefully yeah. like a ripped cow. Is there like a super jacked <laughs> yeah, cow? Yeah, said farm animals. I was thinking of like ungulates. and like I was. Oh, oh, oh. Well, there is a pig. There's a ripped pig. Yeah. There's a ripped pig. But I mean, the reason that they did all those first is so then you could put that into a guy. I mean, like this- this cyberpunk ass dude. That's uh, the other he, thing about this video. I mean, this guy is amazing. <laughs> yeah, he talks just like uh, just some guy at your local bar or something. Like he's just like, yeah, I went and bought some stuff. It was like five hundred dollars worth of stuff. Oh, it took me about five minutes. But and... his aesthetic is that oh of a God. sort of like nineties tinted uh, like YouTuber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like he's yeah. just got yeah. like wacky multicolored up hair mm-hmm. and stuff. Well, oh, he yeah. did stream injecting a DNA modification into his own veins live to Facebook. So like, yeah, I mean, it's just the cyberpunkiest cyberpunk. Yeah, shit. We are truly living What's in his the name cyberpunk also? future. Oh yeah. His oh name yeah. Is somehow Yule. Amazing. His, amazingly, yes, his name is Josiah Zayner. I know. Zayner. So clearly the, he Josiah is like, Steve, mm, Josiah yeah. Zayner. It's a good name. That is a name that belongs on like a Netrunner card. Mm. That, that yeah. is a name that comes out of like, a fucking cyberpunk film of the 90s or yeah. like a William oh. Gibson novel. What so, the hell? Yeah. So the, the the grim future that this paints, that this episode paints right now is Atlas walking spot mini from its coffee shop to its dog park. Yeah. But there's a junkie in the alley that is just <laughs> fucking jacked. <laughs> like his clothes Wait, are just so torn off Atlas, like the Hulk. Atlas walks in with his spot mini pet. Yeah. And fucking Josiah Zayner's ripped in the alleyway with his fucking ripped pig. Right, right. So you've got, you've got the, so, like... So, so Atlas and, and Spot Many have just gentrified the shit out of this neighborhood, and all that's left are these biojackers. Yeah. Who are just these oh, super... Oh, man, biojackers. Yeah, the yeah. super ripped... CRISPR dudes and their and their weird pets God, who have yeah. been who have been priced God, out of their house. Imagine, this makes me think of Paris the Caribbean, being, where everyone's actually dead, but they've made a theme park ride about like what it was like when humans were still alive. But they're all the mysteriously like, ripped. Yeah, they're they all don't just, know. They're, all, like, they're, super they're last they're just laying there with their pigs. <laughs> the robots' last Drunk. mental image of humans yeah. were all these super jacked, <laughs> like mega. Like just pristine oh, specimens of humanity, yeah. but they were also just completely dead inside and sad and had nothing left because all they've yeah. been doing is the, just, just splicing. The mm-hmm. intermediate step between <laughs> now and then is like five years from now. Just imagine being a woman browsing Tinder 
and just oh, fucking God. swiping off all of the fucking CRISPR oh. biojackers who are just infiltrating oh. every. Can you even imagine what a nightmare this is going to be? Why of every for everything? Being just inject all these themselves? fucking dudes are just like. Well, like yeah, what happens to sports? Like what out. happens to anything? Like there's uh, Jesus. Like you can track like drugs, but I don't. Can you? Can you tell? If, I mean, I suppose you, you, have to, you have to modified? do like DNA tests. I guess. What, what are you comparing it against? I don't know. DNA of someone <laughs> who really is ripped. Like I don't know. What, what? Fuck. Who knows? Yeah. Someone knows. I'm just it's gonna imagine us, this junkie being <sighs> super ripped, and you know, like very nice to look at in an alley being ignored by all robots except the compassionate but still voiced by Danny DeVito R2-D2 <laughs> who shows up yeah nice guy. Then, ev- yeah, then eventually doesn't know how to deal with the situation so a little syringe pops out of him and he just puts the guy to sleep <laughs> and leaves yeah, yeah I'm, I, the thing that came to mind for me when we were talking about all this stuff we ended up going in a different much weirder direction but I was just like we're at stage one of the like Robot versus biojacker oh, yeah. <laughs> civil war, right? I mean, like we're just right now we're making the things mm-hmm. like we're making. Oh, where we the have Atlas, Atlas, in like uh, invented metal muscular man versus genetically spliced muscular man, and they're both gonna punch each other because that's what yeah. you do and then yeah. a slow motion like ripple uh-huh. yeah. comes out so where the on the the human who gets punched like you see just musculature yeah. just like Akira-ing out as he absorbs the shock <laughs> because he injected himself with the CRISPR that makes you look like the human that evolved to survive a car crash <laughs> god I was just imagining a trailer for and this and then the robot gets the... punched and just gears and hoses and stuff anime out of that yeah I was just imagining the trailer for this that's like we we just kept doing R and D. We couldn't stop. We just we had to we made them to help us and to serve us. But before long, they, they became out of our control. And you see, you know, it's like the footage of the robots and the guy kicking the robot, mm. and then years later, the backflip robot right. and is doing all the stuff. And it's then we had to evolve to become better. And then it just cuts to Josiah Zayner. <laughs> so I have three hundred dollars, and I decided to put a thing in my arm. <laughs> Genetic farm animals. in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoa. So it's all we're definitely in phase one of the of the flashback sequence. Yeah. Or like the montage, this is how oh, this of happened. of yeah, the human cinematic universe. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um God there was so oh <laughs> sorry, I forgot about the fucking dark dark horse in this war. The fucking weird third like what? force out of nowhere. This is an email that was written into us by Zach, who writes, I just stumbled across this article, and even just halfway through the title, no, I was going to need a hot take from the three of you. Here's the article in question. And uh, the headline of the article is... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Human mini-brains growing inside rat bodies are starting to integrate. <laughs> In case you're wondering what the Jesus, what the we didn't mini this brain. is what we didn't see coming. I feel like we've come full circle to like our first episode of this podcast with all of this. Th- oh yeah, garbage probably. Yeah, I don't even this our this star- human mini brains. <laughs> yeah, human. It's one of the all-time great headlines. Human mini brains growing inside rat bodies are starting to integrate. It is one of the most <laughs> shit. Under- like that. <laughs> <human laughs> <brain. laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Mother of God. <laughs> They're starting the in- integration 66 66%. 67%. That guy's sweating wildly and is ejecting himself full of shit. <laughs> doctor, what does it mean? I have no idea. <laughs> doctor? Doctor? Then you, <laughs> the rat then just stands up. Yeah. I'll tell you what it means. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, yeah, sorry. You're, you're asking the doctor over yeah. and over again as he's not responding, and you realize he's not responding because he's evolving to take care of this, and he just fucking rips off his doctor's outfit to reveal that he's just now super ripped. He reaches out to just crush this mouse head, but then its tiny paw stops him. Yeah. yeah. Or actually, no, he gets clever girled. Obviously, he reached out to oh, kill yeah, that yeah, one, yeah, yeah. but then like the closet door pop, rips yeah. open and just five hundred of them just yeah. thirty pouring yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> thirty <laughs> ripped pigs, <laughs> thirty rats or thirty mice with human mini brains riding, riding on a little saddle pigs. on top yes, of yes, pigs. Yes, yes, yes. Tearing through. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the fucking uh, like yeah. the apes. Yeah, no, no, I'm no, sorry like to say, Chris, that this, this is. 
<laughs> this is uh, Warner Brothers Pictures presents the Animal Farm Cinematic Universe. Oh, God, this is the George oh, Orwell Cinematic Universe. Yeah. The Orwell Estate finally has oh. loosened its grip on all of its properties. What if What if Planet of the Apes actually happened, but was far stupider than anything <laughs> I could possibly have imagined? I yeah I tried. Did you read? Did you guys read this? I I read. I tried I to not. read this thing. It's very hard to it read all of it. Baffling. It yeah. is basically what it says in the headline, which is outrageous. Uh, but it's like m- human mini brains being. <laughs> oh, I got, I got, I got it. Now. I got it. <laughs> no, Wait, it's basically, it's basically it's human like, mini brains growing inside <laughs> rat bodies are starting to integrate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. Uh, but it's like miniature what? human brains. It's very similar like, to it's similar to the sort of like the growing an ear on a rat thing, yeah. right? Yeah, of like yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, trying yeah. to use a rat as a as, as a, a as a vessel. Yeah. But then they realized, I believe, that they could start actually sending impulses to and from this brain. Yeah. Yes. And then and, when, and, and then and they it, said, oh, before it, like, it before it gets too integrated, with the they had to stop. They had to. They also stop. It, yeah exactly. Also, one of the ways that they knew that it was like a human brain was that it responded to like psychotropic drugs and stuff in a similar way. Oh, so like, in case God. any of this shit isn't concerning <laughs> enough, it's all they're also on LSD. Oh, <laughs> that, 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 oh, oh. I think out this one's rat hippies me. with human also, brains. I remember. <laughs> I, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, my, I actually just got a little physically sick. Just thinking, just thinking about a little mini, mini, little mini man trapped inside of a rat body. No, it's oh. not a man. It's a well, mini brain. I know. Well, but the end game certainly points to a, a gross realization. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, where this just powers that stupid Atlas robot. Oh, yeah. I guess. Boy, why not? I mean, well, I mean, really, it powers the dog <laughs> who demands citizenship. It could. The end. Yeah. But right before I can finish that, its head is just crushed by the meatiest human <laughs> hand ever wielded by fucking whatever his name is. Josiah Zayner. I can't get over that. I can't get over Savior of mankind. Yeah, Josiah Zayner. Comma. We co- yeah. So they, they, Shredded. They, <laughs> they describe all this stuff that they're doing with the mini brains and how they're integrating. And then it was like they there was another lab that successfully connected the human brain organoids as yes. by the way. also Saturday morning cartoons are real There's, yeah. we have organoids and mini brains organoids and the human mini brains is yeah. definitely oh, that's a Nickelodeon cartoon nah, that just like, like fuck, we, Fox Kids. we had Biker yeah. Mice from Mars yeah. is cancelled yeah. <laughs> introduced organoids and the human mini brains yeah. executive produced by Steven Spielberg yeah <laughs> so anyway they I guess they successfully connected these brain organoids to blood vessels and apparently that was the thing it says this attempt veered into such challenging ethical territory yeah, because it started actually that the lab being reportedly real. paused its efforts none of this other shit went over the line that was the well thing? i think that's when they that's the the in, like like yeah i think so when it's like ah uh, we might be cr- connecting things <clears throat> that are forming a cohesive organism from a grown mini brain as opposed to it just being an isolated brain that is not actually... Oh, right. As opposed to just a mini brain. Like, a mini brain is already fucked up. It's true. But this is, like... It's worth pointing out right now uh, that none of us are anything resembling an expert or educated in any of these things. We just really like talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> we should always preface the science yeah. episodes with yeah. that. Um, <clears throat> as opposed to R2-D2 talking. Like, <laughs> <laughs> We're experts on yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Unimpeachable. <laughs> call us, please. Uh, I hope he doesn't fuck that up, dude. If he makes R two talk and does it wrong, like I know, God, I hope he. I really hope he nails the R two talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could be so. I mean, it's what fans have been waiting for. I mean, what a shame it would be if he. Yeah. If he uh, botched it. Like a when Luke gives him a mini brain organoid <laughs> that empowers him with the with abusing with speech. R2D2's mini brain organoid is starting to integrate. Mini brain organoid. Says director Ryan Johnson. <laughs> yeah, it'll be teased in a comic. Yeah. Star Wars fans, look out! R2D2 organoid mini brain starting to integrate. Now available. Now available. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, let's see. Do we have any other? <clears throat> do you want to do another email? If we can do that question, we can do a question. Sure. Do you want to do the the haunted podcast? Yeah. 
Well, right. We're deep enough into this episode. Yeah, let's let's see where this takes us. Probably nowhere. Benny and writes in episode thirty-seven. You discuss Chris haunting the pod, which reminds me of a Deep Space Nine episode where Cisco becomes unmoored from time. Cisco, one of the forty-five brains. True. Min, uh, not a mini brain. Not like a full brain. Not a mini brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, becomes unmoored from time and only returns to his son Jake's location over many years in leaps across the space-time continuum, while no discernible time passes for him. Now, imagine a hell in which you are cursed to skip through time and space and only exist from the beginning to end of a one-hour podcast. There's no forever-long podcast loophole. No one else is affected, but the only way for you to continue existence is for your podmates to conjure you with a weekly casting. How many casts until madness sets in? How long could the others continue the cast? How long until you're begging them to stop? So... This this email was very interesting to me. Yeah, uh, because a reality in which we are cursed to only exist during the duration <clears throat> of this podcast. Yeah, is the actual way that the majority of yeah. human beings alive experience our existence. Yes, that is completely true. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. So as far as everyone else in the world, but the three of us is concerned, that is what we are. It's true. I mean, the the only other real evidence you have is like. If you follow us on Twitter, but we'd know by maybe this we point, only exist totally for like the literal. It could be like the nanosecond that that tweet exists. We exist too. Like, like yeah, but it could also just be a fucking mini brain hooked up to a imagine Twitter account. Imagine what torturous existences we have. Yeah, like right now, mm. like we're trying to squeeze every bit of like of the life vive out yeah. of this this so hour. So really, that like the the less specific but more interesting version of this curse to me is you are cursed to exist only during someone else's subjective perception of you like when they look away you're gone oh, so weird. Wow. like so for us as as people trapped inside just this podcast dimension yeah like that's true we only do exist yeah, for about yeah, an hour yeah, yeah. an hour every week mm-hmm. yeah um, unless we start doing more podcasts but that really tires us out because yeah. we're not used to it this is like how a child understands sort of yeah but basically like, if someone else's object permanence uh, perception of you was your only time that you could exist so if they look away you're just gone and then when they look back you go ah and but like Oh, right. that would be that would be. Uh, I I don't know anything funny about that. It's just an interesting conceit. Yeah. I guess it's that's it's kind of what the Deep Space Nine is, but not like, quite. That's a total Twilight Zone concept. Mm. Yeah, I would totally. I could totally imagine someone to like Black Mirror or something. I guess not Black Mirror. That's about technology. But yeah, I could totally imagine this being this that being teased out in a really horrifying way. Yeah, where if, if it's told from your perspective. And you feel like you're having, like, you as the as the sort of uh, perspective character are having, like, memory lapses or, like, you know, just blacked out and forgetting things. But then it's eventually revealed that the only reason that that's happening is it's because you're actually leaving the perceptive consciousness of, of other people. Yeah. Like, Man, if you're ever like, truly alone, you <clears throat> cease to exist, basically. Like, oh, that, that's, not what it, I, that's not what I thought of before either. I thought, like, it would be tied to one person. But if it's actually, um, like, you you lose time only when there is no, like, it's when a tree falls in a forest, doesn't make a sound. Or if, and no one, you know, no one's there to yeah, hear it. Yeah. If In this case, it's just you cease to exist if you are imperceptible to any other human. Wow. So that's that basically means You'd last a lot longer than you'd celebrities think. Celebrities would be the only like people who get to live a full life. You say that, but you could also just live in any major city. I see. I mean, if you have an Amazon Alexa turned on, do you still uh, exist I don't know. because what it's always you recording you? I don't yeah, I don't know. That's what I mean. Like if literally... It depends. Is Amazon Alexa a, a person? Does but... she have her citizenship in Saudi Arabia? <laughs> <laughs> it's content that can be monitored by a person. <clears throat> but it isn't. It just goes into a black hole of You don't know that. Algorithms. You would know definitively if Facebook was using its microphone to listen to you or not because you'd exist or not. <laughs> That's <Jesus. laughs> fucking terrifying. Oh my god. Also the the sort you, of people like, just demand to be surveyed at all times. Yeah, you would if just you, have a yeah. live stream of yourself going yeah. all the time. But not if no one's watching it. How bleak is that? You're live streaming. Oh, oh yeah. fine. I'm fine. I'm gonna live stream my whole life at all the time so I exist all the time. Please like and subscribe. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. But in that video, you would like blip between five different uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like d- times of day behind you as you try to complete that sentence. As some, because it's when someone just someone flips like through your channel and you come into existence yeah, yeah, yeah. and can finish oh your thought. Oh my God, that's horrifying. Yeah. That yeah. is a Black Mirror episode after all, Chris. Yeah, dude, it really <laughs> is. The, uh, the more, um, the more <laughs> I mean, literal version of it where you know you, it's not – where it is just like a person directly being aware of you or not, right. that is how – 
fucking like R two D two or whoever experiences existence. I was just thinking he just the same gets thing. turned yeah. on and I mean, off. Uh, yeah. Any any sentient any machine that has droids. a power button is yeah. is this. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Ooh. So there's a full circle. Yeah, sorry, I left you turned for off for you. too long and your citizenship was re- was revoked. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> what? What the fuck? You have to exist for X percentage, six months at least of every yeah, year. Yeah, I didn't care about you for long enough, so you got, uh, sorry. So you can reapply in five years. Yeah. I don't know, once you have five years. You have to go wait in line in the robot residency. citizenship office, which is, yeah, just a five-year line. Well, this has been bleak. Nah, it's been fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shall we endorse? Mm, sure. All right. Jake, what hey. you what's your endorsement? I'm going to endorse the TV show Mm-mm. The Good Place. Oh, I've been watching that as well. Yeah, it's I like a, it. It's a good show. I don't. I, mm. Yeah, it's so a 22 minute comedy starring. Uh, yeah, it's a network comedy. Yeah. yeah. What's your yeah. name? Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell and um, Ted Danson. Ted Danson, who is mm. fantastic. Ted Danson. Yeah. Just rips it up in this He's show. He's really good. He's so good. The, it goes in some really strange and unexpected places. Um, so you kind of just have to. Just roll with it, basically. Just, it's yeah, it's a very it. easily digestible show, especially when it's on streaming. I imagine watching this episode, watching this twenty-two minutes a week on a network with commercials, would be really frustrating. Yeah, I didn't watch it till the first season was already yeah, totally complete. Se- season one's done and is on Netflix. Yeah, and season two is like halfway done or more. Yeah, than and that? in some regions, it's a Netflix show, so not in America, but in some okay. places, you're probably mm-hmm. also able yeah. to watch season two on Netflix. We should say what the premise is. The pres- <clears throat> the, the premise is that. Um, the lead character played by Kristen Bell dies and goes to the good place, which is essentially heaven. And it is revealed soon that she or like she internally is aware that she was, in fact, a terrible person in her actual yeah, and there's earthly been, life. There's been some mix up and another and everyone thinks that she's someone else with the same name. Yeah. Who was basically a literal saint. And the, the show has a lot of fun with the ways that that premise can be mixed up both like for comedy and just weird what are the conceptual implications of a place like this mm-hmm. yep it's, it's good and yeah it's it's Stick so nice it. to have a show like this that's a that's 22 minutes long mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't get over. full of itself yeah and a lot of episodes have just interesting ideas that they can explore for 22 minutes and then move on yep it's very good uh place nick what do you got my endorsement is a film Called okay. Three Billboards Outside oh. Ebbing, Missouri. I'm seeing that in a couple hours. Yeah. So I won't spoil anything. And it's the kind of movie that you want to see for sure, if you can, in theaters with uh-huh. the crowd. It plays, the, the writer um, and director, I guess, uh, Martin McDonough, he's a playwright as well. This movie plays like a play. It it, it, it is presented and sort of shot and edited in the way that like isn't... Um, it's it's incredibly like intimate in the way that it's sort of uh, the scenes are, are, are um, staged and 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 I I don't want to say too much about the plot like at all. In okay. fact, if you go in like completely blind, I think that's maybe even for the best. But I mean, it's basically it's about a woman uh, played by Frances McDermott who um, had something happen. Uh, I mean, her daughter died, and she's trying to get to the bottom of it, and she rents these billboards in this town and. It just it it goes to places that you just can't possibly predict, but it is incredibly good. Um, Sam Rockwell's in it as well. Woody Harrelson. It's so good, and, it's and I really three, it's called <clears throat> three billboards outside. Yeah, what Ebbing, Missouri. Okay, and uh, yeah, just definitely if it at all piques your interest, just go and see it with a crowd of people or yeah, right. just anybody, just people. I'm just, really you ex- want you want a crowd for this? For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. No, I'm seeing it, it at the such, draft house in a couple. I've hours. heard like I haven't gone to a film in a long time and had like audible gasps and just like people crying and people laughing like wow. from scene to scene it was this like roller coaster experience uh it was it's really it's a good one to see in a theater that's cool that's cool i'm excited uh martin mcdonough by the way is probably best known for his film in bruges yeah which you might have seen um yeah i'm really excited and i'm really excited for uh to see francis mcdormand in a big lead role because mm-hmm. i think she is absolutely fantastic yeah and has sort of always existed at I think that kind of the periphery of yeah. you know top tier Fargo is probably actors. the, 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 yeah. the Fargo the one being where the she, big exception yeah. for sure that yeah and that's definitely what she's best known for but that was a long time ago at this everybody point. in this movie knocks out of the park in my yeah. opinion it's really fucking good I'm excited nice. to see it I'm glad yeah. I'm glad to get a positive recommendation um, <clears throat> I'm going to recommend something that as I'm thinking about it I I'm hoping I haven't previously endorsed it 
So if I have, you guys can remind me. But I am going to endorse another kitchen thing. This is a, uh, Nick and I have been on a lot of kitchen-related stuff recently, but this is this is a good one, I think. Cheap, good. Um, just those little plastic tub, uh, just like little plastic, one step away from disposable plastic clear mm. tubs that that you 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 probably best know them from getting um, like takeout or delivery food and they're just the little totally nondescript kind of clear white plastic tubs yeah that like that if you order like, like ramen like or ramen or pho or something, or something. Yeah. exactly kind of they those, come yeah. in that yeah and you can get dozens of them for really cheap on Amazon or and then whatever. throw them right in the trash um, I clean I I will say so this is what's actually nice about them so I reuse them like <laughs> Put we trash in them. I, they're good for storing whatever mainly leftovers I use yeah. them for leftovers when I make stock or like large batches of tomato sauce I'll divvy it up amongst these put those in the freezer and then I've got I know each one's like okay this is each one of these is one and a half cups of stock so it's really easy to if I wanted to frost some take it out but they're also just great for making leftovers taking lunch to work all that kind of stuff they are sturdy enough to be reused many 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 times they're really cheap it's just one of those great little things you can get for your kitchen that if you cook a lot it's incredibly handy so just cheap plastic food tubs is my endorsement this week nice because I'm continue to be this kind of specific boring asshole. So uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> no, it's good. I'll find the ones I got and link them in the uh, in the description. All right, and that is it for this week's important if true. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, anytime, anytime. Happy to be here. Oh yeah, good. Oh, we should say one thing actually before we take off. Oh no, um, which is we don't know exactly what we're doing going to do about this. We have yet to really figure out this logistically, but Nick Brecken is moving to Canada. Yep. Yeah. I sure am. <laughs> Your uh, girlfriend, Janelle, <clears throat> got a cool job yeah. in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. We're going to go up there maybe for five months, maybe for longer. Don't know yet. Probably yeah. probably just five months, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're hoping he comes back uh, in a few months, in five months or so. I'm but like nicer. Better. <laughs> comes back with jacked, jacked. with <laughs> a human mini brain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we are, we are our, our intention is to not stop doing this podcast, we are hoping to figure out a remote recording setup that will allow us to continue um, yep. as closely as possible to how the podcast is now. Um, we don't, we have to figure out how to make that work. Uh, yeah. Hopefully we, we do that and it's fine. Um, I'm sure we, you will hear more about it soon. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we ended up having to take a week off or whatever to figure that out. Yeah. But um, that's something to... Uh, be aware of. Mm. And good luck to you and Janelle. Thanks. And Brecken and yeah, congrats, Janelle. Congrats, Janelle. Congrats. All right. Well, th- that is <laughs> that is it. That is uh, that's our episode this week of Important If True. If you have questions for us, if you need us to to work anything out, figure anything out, you've got a problem you're dealing with, send it to questions at importantiftrue.com. And um, I'm just going to go go ahead and say that if if you have any sort of more human scale problems. Those are they're welcome as well. Um, we have preferred, maybe. Yeah, preferred probably at this point. We have really our email has sort of, um, uh, I would say, recursively circled back at itself on itself to the point that now a lot of the email we get are incredibly overwrought. I would say sort of genie-related quandaries or incredibly specific, like technical hypothetical situations that are very overbuilt if you just have simple problems that you'd like us to take a crack at those are more than welcome also <laughs> you can send those right along to questions at important if true.com um, we're happy to get any email but just gonna th- just gonna throw that out there um, for you to chew on anyway uh, our, our website is important if true.com and there you can find all the places that uh, we reside on the internet as a reminder every episode of this podcast has a video version that goes up on YouTube and um, those are embedded in all the episode pages on our website important true.com uh, we also have a forum in which listeners discuss the podcast every week on the idle forums and each episode page links to that week's thread and that's a fun that is a just fun place to talk about what we talked about each week and finally, our Patreon campaign is patreon.com slash idle thumbs, where you can get ad-free versions of this podcast and our video game podcast, Idle Thumbs. 
as well as some other perks, all of which are explained on that page, patreon.com slash idlethumbs. All right, I'm sorry for so much housekeeping there, but I'll wrap it up. Um, that's it for this week's Important If True. Uh, for Idle Thumbs, I am Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. I'm Jake Rodkin. Stay spicy, Nick Brecken. So, R2-D2. What? And trying to figure out if R2-D2 is sentient or not. Yeah. Luke Skywalker plugs in this little chip that he's made that lets R2-D2 talk, and then R2-D2 just ambles around as normal, but the only thing he says instead of beeping is the words <laughs> If he's just like, What? <laughs> Where did this I thought you were, like, describing an actual thing that you found out about Star Wars. <laughs> he's, like, hacking into the computer, doing everything that you ask as usual, but just saying... <laughs> this is horrific. So what do you think? What's the, what's the ruling? <laughs> Dude, I got to tell you, you just put me through an intense, like, psychological whiplash just now. No, the greatest muscle is the brain. (laughs) (laughs) What if the brain was a muscle? I gotta think real hard. (laughs) (laughs) That's what what it sounds like, actually. It's like a hard drive processing, but it's it's just that noise. (laughs) I gotta copy the files off my computer. (laughs) 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 That's, That's what it's done. Zip, that's like a zip disk <laugh